Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we do this broad, broadcast. You guys are out there praying for us and loving us and caring for us and being part of what we're doing. And, and we're just thrilled with that. Kevin, you're with me again. How's things going, brother? Going great. Tucson has been a real great stop. I got a chance at a uh, church last night to present the ministry. There's a military base here, Davis Mountain Air Force Base. There's a lot of people in need in the civilian world around here. And uh, was at a large, larger church and uh, just praising God for opportunities. And and he is the God of opportunity. I, I was thinking a little while ago as we were coming out of that last uh, broadcast and into today and how God gives us these great subjects to talk about. And, and lately, you guys certainly have been sending some letters to us, some, uh, you know, messaging and uh, some private messaging and, and things of that nature. And one of the things someone said, I was just talking to Kevin about this a few minutes ago, is um, they said, you know, Doug, I, I don't know how you can frame this. This young lady sent it to me and she says, I don't know how you can frame this into a word of a day. So we'll call it a phrase of the day, which we do all the time anyway. Uh, but this young lady said to me, she said, Doug, I just have a difficulty trusting people and boy that's easy to do you know if you get around the wrong person and and there are some people out there that are just users that's who they are and then narcissists and kevin and i are gonna uh, really hop into that but these people you know they love bomb they they lift you to this high heavenly it seems like heavenly place but it's not to this high wonderful place and all of a sudden you can envision a lifetime of friendships and if they're going to be a spouse of greatness and all these things and bam you get it right in the chops and uh and and it's hard to trust people but you know we remember that god gives us this example and i decided long ago that if i'm afraid to trust people if i'm going to use an example of a bad pastor i had and certainly i've had a couple one in particular i think of and uh um you know if i use him as an example and his ungodly actions his rudeness his insecurities, his lack of education. And, and if I take all those things and I use them against others, boy, I've totally failed. So trust begins with the Lord, I believe, just like it says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, very familiar verses. Trust in the Lord with all nine heart and lead not on their own understanding and always acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So one's trust in God uh, I think overcomes all the mistrust that's out there. And I know that's a weird direction to go and I have more for you. Um, and, and, and like over in, in Psalm 25, one through three, and, and, and honestly unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul? Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. And when you lose trust, your enemies, those people who hurt you, those people who did you wrong, those people who stabbed you, those people who talk about you in the dark places, those people who will stand in front of God, your enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. 
let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. And, you know, that verse is such an encouragement to me. It's such an encouragement, you know, to put our trust in God and not be ashamed of those who betrayed our trust, not be ashamed of ourselves, not to carry shame. And, of course, over in 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, beareth all things, uh, uh, beareth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. So what love does for us. Love is the foundation of trust, that love from God. And and I know we have love, and I know we can be burned, Kevin. I know we can be uh, left out to dry. I know we can be hung out to dry, however you want to say it. I know the world can seem um, really like a hard place and like there's no one on God's green earth. I think I've even said this before that we could trust. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's not what God has for us. You know, sometimes we trust people and we're going to be burned. But sometimes, boy, sometimes when we trust people and say, you know, hey, so-and-so is going through something right now. You know what? I'm going to call that person a little bit extra. You know, so-and-so's life seems upside down. You know, I think I'm going to stop by and throw a vente on her desk. Mm-hmm. You know, folks, somehow in the midst in, in the mist of mistrust, somehow in this whole idea of people messing us over, and they're going to find the trust, not because we're these great human beings now, has nothing to do with that, because we trust in God. And we trust somehow through his faithfulness to us, through his love for us, we need to be a light, Kevin, in a dark world. Very, very true. You know, I think the scriptures teach us two two guardrails on either side of the road mm-hmm. that we're supposed to, you know, stay in between. One is, um, well, there, there's a verse in scripture that says, I looked it up, Psalm 116, verse 11. I said, this is a psalmist, I think it was David saying, I said in my haste, all men are liars. So he is admitting that he had he had incorrectly concluded everyone is a liar. (laughs) That would be called cynicism where you just think there's no good person left. It's kind of like, you know, I'm almost ready to say there's no good politician in Washington, DC, but you know what? That would be hasty because there are some good guys there. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's, there's, there's certainly less than there was 240 <laughs> years ago, yeah. but you know, so, so cynicism, it would be on, you know, the guardrail on the one side of the road, the other side would be, and I can't think of a good word for it, but, but kind of a hyper trust in people, uh, gullible would be a good word. So on the other side of the road, we're going to say cynicism on the left, gullibility on the right. Gullibility is you believe, you know, the simple believe in every word, but they, uh, you know, that talks about the wise person, you look at the well to his going. So I am disposed to somehow maintain a good attitude and a simplicity of character, you know, in a good sense, you know, simple as, as far as in innocence that I want to, what's it saying? You, you mentioned first Corinthians 13, um, believeth all things, you know, I had a pastor down in Austin, Texas for the Hank Thompson. They, they supported our work for many years. I'm sorry. And he, um, 
I remember one time I was real nervous about, you know, what's, you know, what do you guys really think? I feel like, you know, you might drop my support or whatever. And, and, and their answer was this, stop that. We're not like that. We love you. And, and I just, I just remembered they're, they're basically they're saying, look, you know, we'll let you know if there's a problem, relax. Mm. And that's, that's the good kind of people to be around that yeah. you don't have to be cynical but you don't have to be gullible. And, you know, the scriptures say, thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh uh, flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. So, you know, that's kind of like one of those uh, ditches where you just, you know, you're just gullible. You're trusting everybody. But you know what? I've been cynical that we we're in a scamming age, aren't we? Yeah. You know, we're just in an age if someone's calling and you don't know the number, you almost figure there's they're going to be lying to you. And so you only have a narrow uh, band of people that you trust. But the reality is God wants us to go finding people who, you know, who are looking for God, who need God. And, and these aren't people that we know. These are people out there that we have to go mining for diamonds in the rough. You know, they're not saved. They're not, they're not necessarily good people. They're candidates for the gospel if they are liars. But, um, but the fact is they need to be brought face to face with the the truth and the reality of Christ. And I don't want to be the cynic, uh, you know, but I don't want to be gullible, especially here in Tucson when I'm downtown Tucson, man, there's (laughs) <laughs> there's wackos out in these cities nowadays. Oh, um, yeah. So I, yeah, that's to, that's to me the, the way to look at it. I want to set a new, um, I want to blaze a new trail. I want to blaze a trail. I want to be like, um, a, you know, John Wanamaker was a businessman and I know we're coming up against a, a break here, but John Wanamaker was a businessman. Great example. Everyone was getting cynical because when you went into a, a, uh, a store, there was going to be a haggling where the store owner or the salesperson would lie to you about the product. And then you had to lie back and say, it's not worth that much. It's only worth a little bit. And that haggling process had made people cynical about business. And so he said, forget this. We're going to put price tags and we're going to say, this is how much we paid for it. Here's a markup. And you pay that and we're done with it. And he set a new, a new paradigm Standard, uh, for, yeah. for business. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that we need to be that kind of person. If someone's going to be honest, I want to be the person, try to lie to me. If you will, I'm not going to let you just walk over me. I'm not gullible. I'm not used to being lied to though. So let's uh, yeah, let's do it God's way. Yeah. I remember when we were in Proverbs 14, a little while back, we were looking at that word simple and I kept on trying to say, well, what's a, a modern term for simple? as it talked about there in Proverbs 14, and it just came up with gullible. And uh, what a good example. We don't want to be that simple person that doesn't take into account those things we can have. And I remember having to study old John Watermaker in college. And, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you, as a former car salesman, I would have people that I knew. I was doing it when Debbie was away at nursing school in Texas. I was working four 10-hour days in D.C. at night. So on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'd sell cars. To make a long story even shorter, I told some people, you come in, I'll give you the best 
this deal I can on a car. And they came in and I sat there and I said, this is what the dealership paid. This is how much I'm making. This is how much the dealership's making. There's a such thing as hold back money, but that's a different thing altogether. The dealer gets later. But I said, this is how much we can sell you the car for. But the world had jaded them so much that we all become cynics when it comes to buying things mm-hmm. that they said, well, I'll offer you a grand less. And see, be careful out there, folks. Sometimes the truth actually is the truth. Hey, hang with us. We'll be right back with you. Well, I tell you, God's been so good to us. We're wrapping up the 30th proverb and getting ready to go into that wonderful proverb 31. And, uh, and they've all been wonderful. And here we find ourselves in these last two verses in chapter 30 or the 30th proverb. It says, if thou has done foolishly in lifting up thyself, if thou has thought evil, lay thine hand upon thy mouth. Surely the churning of milk bringeth forth butter, and the wringing of the nose bringeth forth blood. So the forcing of wrath bringeth forth strife. And so here's some advice. I mean, I hate to say it, but the first advice is stop talking. Cover up your mouth, you big dummy. (laughs) And uh, so it's advising us, instead of saying something foolish or doing something foolish, Put your hand over your mouth and just don't do it. And then churning the milk. I remember I stayed on a farm one time and they were churning up this cream to produce butter. I remember we ate butter that night and I was kind of freaked out. They would warm that up and, and uh, it, you know, it, it produces something that was real desirable to me. You know, and uh, uh, so, it, but then it talks about wringing one's nose bringeth blood. You know, both both of those require some serious force. You're squeezing, you're twisting someone's nose, you're you're doing that to your own nose. Whatever the case, they 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 both produce something, but one's desirable and the other's undesirable. So it's real important that we look at what we're doing and, and that we 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 don't want to say anything that force wrath or anger or bring forth strife or negative results. So these verses are literally advising us against that. Uh, these verses are saying, man, you can, you know, you can wring your nose or you can churn this uh, cream and make this wonderful creamy butter and uh, to put on top of a 16 ounce ribeye cooked to a perfect medium rare medium, or you can bleed on that. You can bleed. You can bring things that cause pain, that cause hurt, that freak people out, that take us to the wrong place. And, and, and so often we make decisions and sometimes if we're not careful, our mouth goes before it should. And we're not being mindful, as we said a couple days ago. We're not thinking about what we're saying. Sometimes we just, and we want to, it hurts. We just want to tell somebody, you're a knucklehead. Get away from me, jerk. And, And sometimes we just need to put our hand over our mouth for a minute and say, boy, I can let this go, but these words are going to cause strife. They're going to hurt people. And I don't want to hurt people. I want good to come out. And, and you know, Kevin, those of us who are in the midst of suffering the craziness of PTSD, in the midst, we've, we've lost things in our life. You know, we, we've, we've lost uh, some of the innocence we had in our life. You know, the trust we had in our life. We've lost some of the innocence of, uh, we've seen terrible things. We've lived through terrible things. We've experienced terrible hurt and terrible loss. Some of it's unimaginable. Some of the people I talk to make what I went through look like kids play. 
But in the midst of all that, we still have a responsibility to a great God. We still have a responsibility to represent. We still have a responsibility to speak with wise words. We still have a responsibility to do the right thing. So churn butter if you have to. Calm down. Don't wring your nose. Cover up your mouth. Start churning a little bit faster. The faster you go, I found out the, the creamier that butter gets. I don't know, Kevin. I think God continues to say to us, hey, guys, there's a couple of ways you can do things. A couple of ways you can do things. Kevin said there's these God rails. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's excellent, brother. You know, I was thinking while you're talking there, um, when the scripture says, so the forcing of wrath bringeth forth strife, the that that idea of uh, we can traumatize an individual or we can traumatize a situation by forcing wrath you know forcing just like churning milk requires force and that's that's butter is a good thing um and you know the turning of the nose that's not a good thing causing blood um if if we have to force wrath that's never good yeah. it's just never good and um there's a scripture that i looked up that says <clears throat> this is romans 12:18 if it be possible as much as lieth in you live peaceably with all men so if i this is what i've discovered in my life I, there's been a few times where i forced wrath i i'm thinking of two times right now where i hurt someone by forcing wrath and um and i had to go back and i had to apologize to them and say you know what i don't know what what was stuck in my crawl i but i i just knew i was disobeying the spirit uh you know i just knew there was a conflict in my soul about saying that and i forced my way through it and it was not good i took my machete and hacked my way through a um a difficult you know situation using the arm of the flesh and it failed me and i'm sorry but um you know when someone has uh, a situation and i feel like you know what I just feel like what's needed right here is a show of wrath. I need, you know, I think right now would be a good time for me to stand up and bust off. Then um, that's not a good situation. If it lies within a person to to take the, the gentle way, don't scorn in your mind that gentleness. It may be the gentle spirit. It may be the dove saying, you know what, you're just going to have to take this and not say anything because if you force an angry response you are going to hurt the situation been there done that so i can't help thinking i'm not that unusual there are probably people here that have uh forced wrath and it you know it'd probably be a good idea to just go back to the person be it a spouse be it a child be it a boss be it a, an employee and say you know what um i shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have done that. You, you'll just, you will endear people to you. I remember uh, Doug, a chaplain years ago, he was a base chaplain on, on a very large Marine Corps base. And um, I had uh, hung some posters on the base. This is 20 some years ago. Uh, and I didn't know that at the time you weren't supposed to use the term PTSD. So I said, are you suffering from PTSD? You need to come to the Marine Bible Fellowship. And I didn't realize that at the time the the Navy and the hot the, the Navy hospital system of uh, under which the Marine Corps operated had um, total control over the use of the term PTSD. 
So ignorantly, I put this up there and the base chaplain called me. Well, the commanding general had called called him on the carpet and so i had to go in hat in hand and and he said how could you do this and he got mad and um i stood there hat in hand i said sir you're so right i'll yes sir i'm so sorry and i'm glad number one i didn't force any strife back i'm glad i didn't get into a defensive posture because because um you know the bible says you know soft answer turneth away wrath then also the wonder of it all is because of the hat in hand, and I'm not saying I'm the hero, I've blown it, but in that case, the hat in hand response, I'll never forget, he said, Kevin, let's just pray. And he bowed, he asked God to forgive him for getting in the flesh. And then he told me, I don't know what was on my mind, Kevin, but you know what, Let's. Let, how can we help you? So he ended up calling other chaplains on the base. So we went from one Bible study on that large Marine Corps installation to four Bible studies because he had forced wrath, repented of it to God and to me. And then he was able to um, make it up to me. So, so folks, if you're, if you are the victim of forced wrath and you're traumatized, like I was, he had, by the way, before he called me in his office, Doug, he had also left a message on my answering machine and said, I will have you kicked off this installation. I will do this. I will do this. And, um, and, and, and so I was, I was kind of traumatized, but in not forcing wrath back, it helped me. And then he was able to, to, to take that new, that new approach and uh, follow the trail. I had blazed, um, with a bit of a more spiritual minded response and man, it just got good. It broke out. Amen. And there's, there's people in the mission field today because of that event that, that we reached them Amen. and uh, discipled them. Praise so God. I, I, yeah, I praise God. Yeah. And that's, and that's where it is. My friends is having that right spirit, having that right heart and, and doing those things, being able to, uh, to know, uh, that your spirit is guided by something bigger than you. Uh, that God can handle this. He's got this. And in those times when things don't seem right, and in those times when the world is upside down, and all those times, that's when we stop, we take a breath. Sometimes we uh, metaphorically put our hand over our mouths, and and we just take the whooping. And uh, I, I like what Kevin's talking about there. You just take the whooping. You just, uh, I can't tell you how many times in the Army, uh, you know, there was nowhere I could go. There wasn't going to be an argument. You know, there was a severe outranking situation going on in my life more than once, and you just take the whooping. And, uh, and sometimes when you're in the midst of that whooping, you realize, hey, this was on me. This was my fault. Most times that's what happens. And, uh, boy, so just get ready to put your hand over your mouth. And, uh, and then something great can come about it where the colonel says, hey, I buy into this. You know, this guy just owned it. He just said, this is my fault, sir. I let you down. And I like people who own it. That's a good character. That's a good quality. Let's get some more Bible studies out there. And it may not be the Bible study in your life. It may be something going on in your life. It may be something that's real in your life. Just stand up there with your toes, with your voice trembling, shaking. Own it. Own what's going on in your life. Be real about it. Don't live there, but own it. And then just move on and look ahead. Well, we sure do love you, folks. If there's anything we can do to help you, make sure you contact me at DougAtWoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you. And hey, with that smile today that only God can give you. Thank you. God bless.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.